Amen. 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 Let's give the Lord some praise this morning. Y'all know I like praising the Lord. Letting that we are in the house and bread of life. We want him to know. And I don't mind waiting. I don't mind waiting. I don't mind waiting on you, Lord. One more time. I don't mind waiting. I don't mind waiting. I don't mind waiting on you, Lord. And that's so true. I don't mind waiting on the Lord. I don't mind waiting, but truth be told, if we all told the truth, don't none of us like waiting. Don't nobody like waiting. You ever been at that red light when you need to go somewhere and everything and been green. But when you're almost there, you got two minutes left. Is that red light? The one that just keeps you there longer than anything else. It takes so long for that red light to turn green. That red light. No, you got to be there in two minutes. And if it wasn't for that red light, you'll be there on time. Yes. You'll be there on time. Nobody likes to wait. And it says in the Bible, over and over and over and over that we need to wait. We need to wait on the Lord. See, and while we waiting, while we waiting, we need to praise the Lord. We need not to be in complaining. See, when we take over the wheel, while we're waiting for the Lord to do the things that he is going to do for us, that he already planned to do for us, while we're waiting on him, some of us take our own will and we get out of the will of God. So what some of us do, we decide, God, you taking too long, so I'm going to do it myself. That's a very big mistake. That's a very big mistake. See, because what happens is when you take your will back, then God has to watch you a little bit longer before he gives to you what he already got for you. So he can't give it to you at that particular time because you didn't trust in him and you didn't wait on him. You didn't wait because things start happening in between time in the meantime. Things start happening and you decided that, okay, well, God, you taking too long. So I got to do it myself. Okay, Abraham and Sarah. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. If you feel my drift, because, see, they waited 25 years for that child that God promised to them because they decided. Sarah decided, God, you ain't working fast enough. Take Abraham. You take Hagar and you make a baby. Uh huh. They decided to get out of the will of the Lord. But see, the Lord knew Abraham was all for him and worshiped him. And so Abraham got that baby anyway. Abraham and Sarah, 25 years later. Imagine she 99, he 100. Any of y'all women want to be 99 pregnant? No, thank you. Any of y'all want to be 50 pregnant? No. All righty, then that's my point. <laughs> <laughs> you wait on the Lord. And in the meantime, see some things going to happen. And I say it all the time. See, the Lord want to see how you handle it down here before he give it to you up here. Because, see, once you get up here, the devil's I'm sorry, yo, the devil is bigger up here 
He done grew a couple of inches up here. So you got to be able to handle him. So God wants to know, can you handle him down here before I put you up there? Because some of the greatest David who slayed Goliath, you know, God gave him a world. God gave him everything. But when he seen Bathsheba off that balcony, see, the devil was working on him. The devil was working on when he seen Bathsheba off that balcony. He like, "Uh uh-huh, here go the flesh. I got to have that. Sent her husband, got him killed so he can be with her. We're talking about David, a great king. You devil is working. He is working. He's working hard and he's working on us very hard. And we got to wait on God. We must wait on God to get what we deserve. It ain't just going to come in your lap. It's going to be some storms. It's going to be a lot of rain. But if it was all sunshine, we would appreciate the sunshine. So God got to drop some rain in there. And when he drops the rain in there, then it turn around and it's sunshine. Now you appreciate that because you was all wet. Anybody hear me this morning? Because you know y'all too near me not to hear me. We got to wait on the Lord. We got to wait. And the Bible tells us that over and over again. Something tells me to start in James and 5, 7 today. James and 5, 7 says, be patient, therefore, brother, unto the coming of the Lord. What that means unto that divine intervention. To the coming of the Lord. We got to be patient. We got to be patient. Into that divine intervention that the Lord has planned for us. And everybody in this room know about patience because we are warriors. We are warriors. We are dedicated to what we do. We show up at the bread of life all every Sunday in some church. We show up and we show out. Because we're waiting because we do understand that we must wait on the Lord. And y'all going to hear that come out my mouth a lot of times this morning because it's understandable. See, what's going on is that the devil is working on me and I ain't going to even call his name. I'm just going to say the enemy who wants to kill, steal and destroy me. Miss me with that. I'm not going to have it. He been trying to get me for the longest because he had me out there for 30 some years. So what he's telling me now, all this sickness and all this pain that's coming upon you right now is because you belong with me because that's why you got it. Because you did all those drugs all those years. Did you think that it wasn't going to come back and get you? See, that's what he wants me to believe. That's why he had me in a, 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 a urgent care yesterday morning. Uh-huh. See, God didn't have me there. God didn't have me there. See, because I was being hard-headed and I wasn't paying attention like a lot of us men do. We don't go to the doctor when we're supposed to. Yeah. Yeah. God told me to preach about a little everything this morning. He told me to tell the truth and shame the devil. He told me if Satan be mad at you, oh, well. He told me to stump on his head. He said, put on your gold shoes this morning. So you stump on him this morning. And that's what I plan to do because I'm really kind of upset that he thinks. He thinks that I didn't came this far to go back with him. I don't think so. I didn't came too far to go back. And I know what's out there. I know what's out there. So I'm going to be patient. Therefore, 
until the coming of the Lord. And it says it a lot of times in the Bible. It's the uh, the book of Habakkuk, uh, uh, chapter one, verse two. This is some of us. <laughs> this is some of us because while we're waiting on Lord, we get upset, we get mad because it ain't happening in our time. And like the pastor said, and used to always say, God don't work in a microwave minute. He don't put you in a microwave. It's a Habakkuk. Uh, uh, chapter one, verse two. What it says is, Lord, how long shall I cry? And thou will not hear even cry unto thee of violence and thou wilt not save. So that's a little bit complaining to me. And see, God don't mind you complaining a little bit. But I want to tell you something. The more you complain, the less you worship. See what's been going on, and I'm glad to say because I've been taught kind of well. See all this thing going on with me at work. These children, my blood pressure was so high yesterday; it was ridiculous. The acid reflux was so bad that they wanted to call the ambulance, and the devil thought that I was gonna be like, okay, well, you know, hey, if I smoke a little something, something, I feel a little better. You know, like the good old days, back in the days. You know what I'm saying? If I drink a little something, something, I'm going to feel better. But that's only temporary. But God has a permanent solution for me. All I need to do is wait. All I need to do is wait. And I wasn't lying, Sabrina. I ain't got no reason to be smiling this morning. But I'm smiling this morning and God gave me reason. God said, that's not true. You do have a reason to smile because sure you're in pain. Sure you hurt. Sure you don't want to go to work tonight. Sure you don't want to get back up in the morning and go to work. But guess what? Some people ain't got no job. Mm-hmm. Sure you didn't want to drive your wife van today. Some people ain't got no car. Mm-hmm. Sure, you so deep in the hole right now because of cars and these children that you got that you need more than a shovel to dig out. You need a backhoe. But guess what? God got a backhoe. God got a backhoe. So I ain't got to worry about it because see, God created the heaven and earth. So who said he can't move a few things for you in the heaven and earth? You just got to talk to him and you got to ask him and you got to get mad at Satan for playing these little games with you. Because it says it says the door is open for you. All you got to do is go through it. So on your way through it is a whole lot of demons because it's only one devil. Don't let him fool you. And he can't be at every place at every time like God. He just can't do it. So it says that the door is open. But as you walk through the door, it's a whole lot of demons in your way. But if you tell the devil to move, he got to move. Yeah. You better do a ludicrous on him. Move. Get out the way. <laughs> do a ludicrous on the devil. I'm sorry. I do listen to some of that stuff, but I turn it into I turn it into a godly thing. Yeah, I listen to some of that. But hey, God, tell me, huh, you know how you can use that, right? You can use that in my name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we don't need to be like this, Habakkuk. We don't need to. I mean, it's okay to ask God. It's okay like, hey, God, you know I've been waiting on you, bro. Because that's how I talk to him. Me and him have a conversation, you know. 
And, and they talking about rich. You got swag. How you a minister? Because I got the swag from the swaggiest of all. My swag come from the man. Y'all, they be thinking they got swag, but they swag ain't got nothing on me. Because I get mine from God. Uh-huh, where it come from. How long? I hate this thing. I'm trying to do my podcast. <laughs> How long shall I cry? And thou wilt not hear. Even cry unto thee of violence, and thou shalt not save. But see, he will save. And it will be a long time and things just don't happen overnight. When I used to come to this church, I used to be on a bicycle. And I put that bicycle on a bus. And and I wear this ugly yellow shirt that I got now. But if y'all remember at that particular time, I didn't have all these gold pins shining off my shirt. Now I got a bunch of them. Now I got two cars that I can drive. You know, somebody say, Richard, how many watches you got? I told them 30. They said, boy, you ain't got no 30 watches. So I pulled up a picture and showed them one, two, three. Yes, I do. You know why? Because I wanted it. And I told God that I wanted it. And he said, you knucklehead here. Have them. I got more earrings and jewelry than my wife. Just because those little things, God was letting me know, okay, this is what you want. You can have it. So be careful what you ask for, because <laughs> you can definitely get it. But the most of all, be patient. Be patient with the Lord, because the things that we ask for, he does already have it planned for us. Yes. But you think he's just going to put it in a microwave and pop it out to you? Mm-hmm. No, what he's going to do, what he's going to do, he's going to put it in the oven. He's going to watch it rise. Then he's going to turn it over to the other side and make sure it rises equally on the other side. Then he's going to take you out the oven and say, you are ready. You are ready. So for some reason I got on here. Oh, check this out. I get excited sometimes. Y'all forgive me. <laughs> check this out. Because I was reading about uh, uh, some people who waited. Y'all bear with me for a second here. I was reading about people who waiting. And the most interesting story I got for waiting, if it don't record, you know what? Forget them people. They should be here. If they can't hear me, oh, well. The most one, the best one I, I, I read about and the best stories I heard about waiting was Joseph. Was Joseph. Anybody know the story of Joseph? You know, that was the most interesting story that after I read about it, I watched the movie because it was very interesting. Nobody really waited like Joseph. See, Joseph's brothers got jealous because of his coats of so many colors, because of his wisdom, because he had a dream. Joseph had a dream that his daddy and brothers would bow down to him. You think his brothers liked that? Oh, what are you saying? We're going to bow down to you? So what they did, they planned to kill him. They smartest, they brother. They planned to kill him, and when they didn't kill him, they saw the Egypt people coming through, and they sold him into slavery. They sold him into slavery, and during that time, uh, uh, he became uh, uh, something big in the house of Potiphar. 
Potiphar was, uh, 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 I read the story, I watched it. He's big time back then. He had the houses and the wives and, and, and all of that stuff. And, and, and Joseph was a slave, but he could read and write. And at that particular time, most of the slaves couldn't read and write. So Joseph went to Egypt. He wound up getting accused of rape, which he didn't rape. He wound up going to jail. He wound up staying in jail for a few years. And then the king had a dream and he wanted to know what that dream meant. And Joseph was blessed in being able to tell people what their dreams meant. He told him what his dream meant. He wound up being one of the most powerful men in Egypt. But how did God get him there? So, so let me, let me go to the scripture right here. I got excited. I was supposed to read the scripture first, but check this out. Uh, Psalms 105 and 16. Psalms 105, verse 16. Moreover, he called for a phantom, a phantom, a, a famine upon the land. He breaketh the whole staff of bread. He sent a man before them, even Joseph, who was sold as a servant, whose feet were hurt with fetters. He was laid in iron until the time. Until the time. He did more waiting. A lot of people think they suffering and they waiting. And, and no, he did more waiting and suffering than almost anybody I read about so far. He put him in prison for raping his wife, Potiphar's wife, which he didn't rape. She just, he said he ain't want none of that. And he wasn't going to do that because he's a man of God. And she's like, how this man don't want me? I'll fix you. Rape. Wound up going to jail for that. While he was in jail, he ran into a cup bearer. Yeah. And another guy, I forgot what the other guy was, the baker. The baker. Yeah, while he was in jail. And so the baker and the cupbearer told him their dreams. And Joseph told the cupbearer that he was getting out of there. But he didn't want to tell the baker what his safe was. <laughs> oh, y'all do know the story. <laughs> well, Pastor, I know you know. So he didn't want to tell the other guy, the baker, what his was. And the cupbearer got out of jail. And we know what a cupbearer is, right? A cupbearer is the person that a uh, job that they have, we don't want. So what the cupbearer do, he tastes the king's wine. He tastes the king's food to make sure it ain't poison before they eat. You want to fill out a resume for that job? Uh, okay. <laughs> and anyway, the cupbearer was happy to get out of there. But what it says, and the main things about this is uh, 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 105 and 19. Until the time. Those three words. Until the time. So it's saying that it was a time. See, how did God get Joseph there? How did God take Joseph to where he would be the second in command? Matter of fact, eventually the first in command, get his family and brothers there to be uh, 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 creating many nations and being great nations. How did he get them there? He got them there through slavery. He got them there through jail. He went through a rough life before he got to be 
where he was. Matter of fact, when his when the famine was there and his family needed to buy food, they had to all go to Egypt because Joseph was so smart. Even though it was a famine, he figured out how to keep food where he could feed the whole nation. He found out how to keep water during the famine. And see, that's why it says in the Bible that God sent Joseph. God sent Joseph through all that turmoil so he can save all those people, including his family. But when his family first arrived in Egypt to buy the food, see, Joseph knew who they were. They didn't know who he was because he was this great guy now, you know, with all these pretty clothes and all of this stuff that they only wish they had. And if they didn't try to kill their brother and send him into slavery, that may not have happened. But God was going to bless Joseph anyway. Because Joseph believed and he believed on waiting. Yes. He believed in waiting. See, when you go to jail, you can't get discouraged. So he went to jail for raping and he ain't even raped nobody. That may have discouraged me and I'd be like, God, so what's going on, dog? How you going to treat a brother? How you going to have me in jail for rape after all the good things I've done? All the things that I worship and I follow. But see, Joseph wasn't like that because he didn't mind waiting on the Lord. He didn't care about waiting no matter how they beat him and feather his foot, not feather, it's fetter his feet and how they did him. He didn't mind. But one thing he didn't do now, he did punish one of his brothers a little bit. He did punish one of them a little bit. He kept them there while he sent the rest of the family back. He also put an object in his smallest brother uh, satchel and made it look like he stole it. Because he wanted to keep them. So the father, when they went back, the father was like, oh, no, they already killed one of my sons. No, we're going back to Egypt altogether. And when they went back to Egypt, then that's when they found out that the man that was running Egypt was the brother who they sold into slavery. Don't mind waiting. Don't mind going through a few things because you will. You will go through a few things, but you got to be strong and you got to remember who you are. And I feel bad for you if you're not in God. I feel bad if you're not walking with God. I'm not. I feel bad if you don't tell God to hold my hand as I run this race. I feel bad if you don't tell God to guide my feet as I run this race. I feel bad if you don't believe that he will while you run this race. I feel bad if you don't feel like that because you have no protection. Because the devil ain't going to protect you. He's going to take you with him. He's not going to protect you. Do you know how glad Satan would be if I hit that crack pipe? He'd be rejoicing. Yes, he would. I got him back. He'd be rejoicing. Do you know if I had one drink of that lovely cognac, he'd be like, oh, I got him now. They'd be down there doing the jig. They'd be dancing their butt off down there. I ain't finna give you that pleasure. No matter what you do to me. See, this the way I look at it, folks. This the way I look at it. If it's my time to go and I go, I go in the Lord. I go in the Lord. You know what I'm saying? So he throws some stuff on me and it's like, hey, Rich, it's your time. Guess what? Okay, God, I'm going to see you. Me and you, dog. 
That's the way I'm rolling. That's the way I'm rolling. Because see, this, the enemy will make you think. The enemy will make you think. You see what God doing to you? You see what God rolling on you? You see how bad you feel right now? See, Satan will have you think that God is doing that to you. You know, but you got to pass the test. You got to pass the test. It goes on to say he sent a man before them, even Joseph, who was sold as a servant, whose feet they hurt with fetters, who was laid in iron until the time comes. Pastor come here every Sunday. It don't matter if it's two of us. Deacon and Deacon, even Brother Larry, Monisa, no matter who in here, we in here, we in here until the time comes. We in here for when these seats are filled up. We are always ready. And we don't worry about the enemy because we know we serve a mighty God. <coughs> we serve a mighty God. See, when I go to work today, and I don't feel like it. I'm gonna be cheat. I'm gonna smile like a Chester cat, like that cheesy uh, Cheeto commercial dude. I'll be smiling just like that. Cause see, number one, what they don't know that I know is that God gave me that job. Yes. Mm-hmm. He didn't give me that job to please them. He gave me that job to do a good job. Yes. He said, "You do a good job. I'll give you other jobs." But the thing is, you can't be scared to take them and you can't be scared to wait no matter how it rolls, no matter how it rolls. They're going to tell somebody told me at work where your blood pressure is so high because you got them kids. No, my blood pressure high because you're talking to me. (laughs) Them kids ain't got nothing to do with it. You do. I ain't say that. But <laughs> you know. I said it, but I didn't say it. But you know that's what it is. And I know that's what it is. It ain't them children. I have so much fun with them children. And yes, they get on my last nerve, but that's what children do. That's what they supposed to do. I got on somebody's nerve. You know, I was thinking about it. See what I do right now, because I remember, see, I was raised by my uncle. That was only my uncle by marriage. Mm. They adopted me from the hospital. Mm. And uh, three years later, his wife died. My mother's sister. He raised me. And I used to be like, man, I ain't got this. I ain't got that. I ain't got this. And I ain't gonna lie. It took me to go to free at last to realize that that man did the very best he could with what he had. And I remember as a kid when he had to go to work and there wasn't no babysitting, I had to stay at home, that he would come off and he'd take me to this restaurant called Andy's and I was the happiest soul there was because I got tired of uh, 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 Stouffer's. It wasn't even Stouffer's back then. Swanson's uh, uh, Salisbury Steaks and Swanson's Macaroni and Cheese. Y'all, you're, you're too young. You don't know nothing about that. But <laughs> they still got them. And see, I was so happy about that. So what I do when I come home and the kids been good, I have a little treat for them because they're happy about that. And I want to make sure that the things that I went through, that these kids don't go through. See, I didn't do them with my kids because, and no excuse, because those drugs had me. 
So I didn't get a chance to raise my kids the way I should have. But now God's giving me a second chance to raise some other kids. And so my my son uh, and my daughter, they asked me for money. Right. I ain't got it for real. I don't I don't have it. And I felt really bad that I didn't have it. But I just paid for those kids to go to uh, uh, the after school program. But I don't have nothing to give my original kid. And I, God actually spoke to me for real, for real. I mean, literally sat me down and like, boy, what is you feeling bad for? I'm literally hearing this in my head. What is you feeling bad for? I gave you these children to do what I need you to do with them. Yes. I already took care of them. Yes. I already did that. Yes. I'm getting off the subject because this is what's in my mind to say. You know, I've already took care of them. It's time for you to take care of these two that you didn't know from man on the moon. But now I put them in your care and I need you to take care of them. They got some issues and I need to help them out with the issues. And I'm the right person to do it. And God knew it. See, I don't mind waiting, y'all. All right, come on. I don't mind waiting. I don't mind waiting till they're 18 and become something and say, okay, well, I know you don't talk to your kids, but hey, we talking to you. And I don't blame my kids for not talking to me. And I don't blame them for asking me money. I don't blame them not one bit. I wasn't there. See, they ain't got to the point where it took me so long to get to the point to realize that Frank Roberson uh, did the best he could with what he had. See, they haven't got to the point yet that by me surrendering them to their grandmother was the best thing that could have ever happened for them. As they wouldn't have been with no clothes and no shoes because I would have smoked it and drunk it all up. The truth will set you free and I'm in a habit of telling it. See, I would have smoked it all up. Them kids wouldn't have had nothing. Nothing. But see, God knew. God knew what the deal was. So he's like, don't even go to court. Give them to the grandmother. Yes. Mm-hmm. And one day they may realize that. But I got a son 36 years old who don't yet. He think I'm the worst dad in the world and I can't blame him. But what he don't know is, you know, your mother who passed. You do know me. I never knew my mother or my father. So we already a step ahead. You feel me? And I'm telling you, and I'm going to end it like this because I go way off here, but I'm going to end it like this. I don't mind waiting. I don't mind waiting on God and what he has in store for me. What God has in store for me is to be telling this in front of a room full of people. That's why I wanted to wave all those evil spirits out of here this morning. See, we need to do that on Sundays. Wave those spirits out of here. I was walking by the chairs and I'm like, why am I doing this, Lord? And he's like, because I told you to. Yeah, no, it's true. See, Lord told me to do that this morning. He told me to wave them on out of here. So they was leaving up out the door. You know, because, hey, we... (laughs) I don't mind waiting for our church to get filled. I don't mind waiting for the house that God got for me and these children. I don't mind waiting on a promotion. Matter of fact, I haven't turned down a few things that were because it wasn't for me. I don't mind waiting on what's for me. And God will let you know what's for you. Can I get an amen? All right. I don't mind waiting. I don't mind waiting. 
I don't mind waiting on you, Lord. One more praise for God this morning. One more. Give him a hand clap, y'all. Amen. Yes, Lord.